0: Hi everybody, this is Ray Otis. Long time, no talk, it seems like. I have been a little lazy, also a little bit under the weather, and uh going to jump back on the horse with uh, essentially a cheater show where I let somebody else do all the talking for me. <laughs> As promised, a long time ago, my friend Jim has called in with a bunch of non-musical bards. In fact, hes uh, I think he's dropped six of them in here, and he's got a few more that he wants to call in later, so we'll have yet another bonus episode to look forward to in the future. Um, if you don't get some great ideas for different ways to play a bard, you're definitely going to get some good ideas for NPC bards. There's some really good stuff in here, so let's get going.
1: Hi, Ray. This is Jim again. Is there anything left on the table for non-musical bards? Sure there is. First of all, I loved all the ideas that came from you and your community of listeners. Great stuff. All of it. I promised my thoughts, so here they are. Some of them might build off some of the ideas the others have presented, but you have that. Uh, This is going to take a few segments to record. I'll be pulling quite a few Jacksons, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'll start with three of them. The Origamist, The Mass Changer, and The Wit, and I'll try to follow up with the rest as I get time. The Origamist. The Origamist is inspired by the excellent movie Kubo and the Two Strings. In the movie, the young bard, Kubo, plays a shamisen guitar and tells stories that animate origami figures and heroes that help illustrate them. As I've watched the movie, I've realized that the guitar isn't really a necessary part. An origamist could spend time collecting stories, making figures that illustrate them. Just telling the stories would be enough to breathe life into the pieces. They could use the uh, origami birds to provide reconnaissance. They could use paper heroes to fight their battles and steal items from behind closed doors. An origami bar would be able to transform real world items into paper facilities through study and observation. Think of an origamis that could construct an animal out of paper craft that would allow it to commune with and control real world animals of the same type. What about an origamis that could fold its creations flat, stick them under a door where they would be able to pop to life and then help them get in from the inside? At high levels, your bard would be able to learn to manipulate real space and fold it in on itself so that things could be packed into ridiculously small spaces or could expand to overwhelming size. The Mask Changer The Mask Changer is loosely inspired by the movie The King of Mask and by the Mask Changing Magician tradition of China. The Mask Changer Bard is a master of disguise and quick changes. They can hide multiple outfits on themselves and use them to tell elaborate stories. The same skills enable them to slip into a crowd undetected or change sides in a conflict and work to undermine the enemies from the other side in mid-battle. The Mass Changer can create believable mass of people and monsters that they encounter and use them to influence and int- intimidate others. Think of them as a classic face con man that uses charm or disguise and sleight of hand to get what they want and disappear without a trace. The Mass Changer can give the impression of being up to a size larger or smaller than they really are and are incredibly adept at blending in and standing out and dazzling people as the situation requires. The ch- Mass Changer also maintains believable alternate identities that check out under most regular scrutiny. They have cover and it holds up, which can be very useful depending on your game world. Last one for now, The Wit. Before I heard your segment, Ray, I had, had also had The Wit in mind. I see The Wit as being inspired by Cyrano de Bergerac. If you want to see the power and fun of playing a Wit, just search for the 21-something-better scene from Steve Martin film Roxanne. Actually, watch the whole film and see what The Wit brings to the table. The Wit can charm and enrage and uses both of the, to their advantage in a conflict be it social or physical. That's it for now, and I still have more, including the motivational speaker, the puppeteer, the radical, or pamphleteer, the jester, the dancer, and the actor. Take care, this has been fun, bye. Hi Ray, this is Jim. I'm back to add a few more non-musical bards to the collection. First up is the motivational speaker on Google+. Plus. Rest in peace. I remember a thread that defended bards, and one of the, or a thread about defending bards, and one of the posters. Sorry, I can't find their name anymore. Mentioned playing a bard as a motivational speaker, like Tony Robbins or Tom Cruise's character in Magnolia, or Shia LaBeouf yelling "Do it." They said they had the most fun role-playing scenes where their bard was trying to pump up the other characters and spur them to action, or telling them that pain was an illusion when they were speaking magical words of healing. I thought that was amazing, and still want to play a motivational speaker bard to this day. Next, we have The Puppeteer. How about a bard that uses puppetry as their motivational and transformational art? I envision them carrying a fold-up puppet sage on their back wherever they go. There are puppets of all shapes and sizes hanging from poles and strings all around them, and they are constantly whittling or molding some piece of a new character. They can use their puppets to reenact stories that bestow bravery or even fear upon those that view the performance. Like Hamlet, they can elicit telling reactions when they are investigating matters through the tails that they are spinning. They can craft puppets of any size, including suits that enable them to mimic large monsters and take on their abilities, or small puppets that they can breathe magical life into. At higher levels I could see a puppeteer being a master manipulator of people, pulling their strings and make them do what the puppeteer wants just as surely as the people were one of their creations. And finally, for now at least we have the radical or the pamphleteer. In a similar vein to the motivational speaker, I see the radical or pamphleteer bard as one that uses their written and spoken word to spur people to action. Whereas the motivational speaker gets their audience to look within themselves for strength and resolve, the radical motivates through a sense of injustice and righteousness. They appeal to the higher powers and better natures of men and women that hear their stories and their speaking. They carry their soapbox and inks and papers with them wherever they go, and they are always itching for a fight. A run with the town guards may elicit a speech about the injustice of City Watch being allowed to protect themselves with arms, while the common man is left defenseless. The outrage they would engender, the riots they would instill. Late-level pamphleteers would be handy at forgeries and expert researchers. They would know their way around a library and would understand social power structures to such a degree that they would be able to exploit their weakness and vulnerabilities. That's all I have for now. I have three more left, the jester, the dancer, and the actor. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you so much for those awesome ideas, Jim. Those are really cool. I particularly like the bookend uh, bards there. The origamist I like because it's one of those characters that has a relatively minor power, and yet it's so flexible that if you're creative, you can do lots of things with it. Uh, And then I like the um, revolutionary or reactionary or... um, Oh, it's the pamphleteer, right? That's what you call it. The pamphleteer there at the end. I think that would make (laughs) an amazing character. Um, A real troublemaker. might be problematic to play as a PC, but would certainly make a a really interesting NPC to attach to the party. Um, But I see that character is both uh, skilled at uh, getting everybody into trouble, but also possibly skilled at getting everybody out of trouble, you know, causing distractions or um, uh, marshalling uh, the underdogs to uh, rise up against, you know, oppressors, things like that. So it could be a great uh, great character. Thanks again so much. I'm li- really looking forward to the other three that you're going to call in, and uh, thanks again for inspiring that theme that has now uh, lasted over quite a few episodes. <laughs> Maybe you have, uh, when you call in with your final three, you can give us another challenge related to non traditional monks or something like that. I guess that does it for this special episode of Plundergrounds. I'm Ryotis signing off, having done none of the work for this one. <laughs> You can find links to all my stuff at www.rayotus.com. That's R-A-Y-O-T-U-S. You can find show notes now at plundergrounds.blogspot.com. Or you can link through the uh, show notes on this episode or from the previously mentioned website. I will be talking to you all very soon, I promise. Bye.